0: Welcome back to Starting from the Pits. I am your host, Charlotte, and today I'm joined by a very, very exciting guest. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hello, uh, I'm Nico Verrone from Argentina, 23 years old, and I'm a Corvette factory driver. So, yeah.
0: Perfect. And for those who don't know, what series do you currently drive in and what kind of car are you driving?
1: Well, so actually I'm driving in the IMSA Sport Car Championship uh, in the U.S., uh, in GTD um, with a, a customer team, AWA. They're running two Corvettes this year. I'm in the 17 car uh, with Anthony Mantella and Thomas Murray So yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm driving this year.
0: Perfect. I mean, what experience for you? That must be unbelievable to be able to drive in those kind of cars. And it's, you know, they are the peak of what that car should be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm as I always say, I think I'm a privileged guy, you know, to be able to race, to race uh, this kind of cars and at this level uh, with, you know, battling with great drivers, uh, driving for a, an awesome manufacturer as, as Corvette is. And it means a lot to race in the US with Corvette because, you know, there's a big fan base there. Yeah. And it's always really great to go to the races and see so many fans cheering for you. So, yeah, it's really, it's really great.
0: Yeah, and obviously you're sort of, This is your perfect destination right now, but let's take it back to the very start when you first began your journey. What was that like for you? What was sort of your first memory in a car?
1: Well, so actually I have to go like 15 years back. (laughs) Uh, It was the first time driving go-karts was when I was uh, seven years old, uh, 2008. So Mm -hmm. I started near home. There's a a, a track uh, uh, in It's called the, the, you know, the... The town, um, and yeah, I started there and um, I came from a racing family. My my family used to have a racing team uh, back in Argentina, back in the days, uh, you know, formula cars, uh, stock cars. Um, and I was born, you know, between all the in the, in the garage, you know, in the workshop okay. with all those cars. So I kind of always have this passion. Uh, I grew up with motorsports. Then I started karting Yeah, when I was seven, kind of going on Saturdays and having fun. Uh, you know, as as other kids go play football or whatever yeah. sports they like, I was going karting on Saturdays, and uh, so it was kind of uh, entertainment for me. And then I was doing it, you know, constantly every Saturday for a year or so. And then one day, I remember uh, my dad uh, bought me my 1st go co-kart, um, and we uh, we started testing, you know, like going more seriously. And then I show up for my first race when I was eight, um, and yeah, that's when when all kind of started and I never stopped
0: yeah you've never looked back since
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's been a an awesome journey but yeah yeah, it was tough honestly
0: yeah have you found it very beneficial to have come from a racing family the fact that they can sort of understand the because I think if you're looking from an outsider and you aren't from that background it's quite hard to grasp the commitment that you've got to make to it was it quite a lot better coming from that racing family
1: I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Uh, You know, my my family, um, my dad who ran the team, he knows a lot about motorsports. And as he was, you know, he made a career himself. Mm -hmm. uh, It was a bit tougher for him because he was new to the sport. So he made a lot of mistakes and had a lot of experiences. So he kind of knew uh, what to to expect. And so he guided me really well, you know, so what, what path you choose and you know, also he is there supporting me now because uh, it's a tough world uh, outside of the car also. So you need to know really well where to go and uh, who to trust, you know, yeah. and all these things that are really tough, I think, in, in every aspect of life. But mm-hmm. um, as a motorsport guy, it's it's always easier, you know, to kind of deal with these things when you're young and, and starting with it. So you get to know a little bit more better what, what's happening around.
0: Yeah. So I obviously read during the beginning of your journey into this world you moved over to Europe. Um how was that for you changing from obviously South American to over in Europe?
1: Well, actually it was was tough, you know, as every every young kid moving to another country, uh, being being far away, it, it was tough, but I knew I needed to do it uh, if I wanted my career, yeah. uh, you know, kind of uh, start in Europe and that's what I wanted to be always I wanted to race in Europe and uh, I started in the formula Formula path uh, kind of formula one but you know never had the budget to really go for it so then for sure I changed to sports car but I was lucky to have some great people with me, uh, even when I was in Europe, they were uh, you know close and uh, like my manager and and some friends so every time i needed something they were there so yeah it was kind of of, of tough but also i i had quite some you know some some family family friends uh, and yeah. that were there supporting me so yeah it was you know as say everyone it was an experience
0: yeah definitely what would you say was one of the biggest differences you noticed between argentina and the, where were you in europe
1: so i was uh, some months in the uk uh-huh. yeah I was in the UK and then uh, well I moved to Barcelona that is quite similar let's say yeah, in a way yeah. you know to, to all is Europe but it's quite similar uh, yeah. to, to our culture but yeah I think the, the, the most difficult or different was that I had to cook myself I had to <laughs> do my own my, my laundry I had to clean my, my apartment so yeah. that was the toughest thing of all you know but yeah then you have some little things like for example I remember in the UK everyone was like going dinner at 6 6 p.m mm. and here in argentina we have dinner like at 9 p.m you know oh, so okay, it was yeah. kind of all different it was Just weird it. for me all the stuff yeah yeah so but when you know it's different cultures and uh, yeah uh, also the you know being far away and being uh, so far from your family and friends it was was quite tough but yeah i mean i i always had my mindset focus on what yeah. i wanted to be and w- where i wanted to to reach you know what, what i wanted to, to achieve in motorsport so that was kind of my mindset and and focus every every time i i was feeling maybe a little bit you know uh, missing you know my my friends or my family my dog everything but just like okay i want to go here
0: yeah what kind of dog do you have
1: <laughs> oh i have a golden retriever uh, oh he's, love yeah that. yeah he's lovely he he's five years old now and um, oh. actually i i arrived yesterday from daytona um and yeah, he was really happy to see me, so yeah, oh. now we are kind of really really close to each other, <laughs> uh, enjoying this these times here summer now, I'm back in Argentina, and he kind of loved being in the swimming pool and stuff, so yeah, we spent a lot of time there.
0: Oh, that's so he like reunited, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome
0: so in twenty nineteen you sort of made the progression into the g b three cars, um but that was cut short by Covid, I believe,
1: and uh, How- yeah
0: how did that sort of affect you as a driver and your sort of vision to where you wanted to go?
1: So actually, I never had a endurance racing on my mind. I was doing like my Formula career. I was yeah. single-figure career. I was young Um, due to everything that happened, you know, COVID. And uh, I, I, I completely ran out of budget, never had, let's say, proper budget to do like Formula three season or whatever. So uh, kind of always fighting for the seats and trying mm-hmm. to you know, found something cheap that that suit me, but um, COVID, <clears throat> I had to completely finish. You know, I was like, completely, okay, I'm I'm done. I don't know what I'm doing. I was doing in Barcelona, and I didn't have any any seats available. Um, back then, <clears throat> um, I wanted to stop racing because it was like this is going nowhere, and yeah, you know, it was was really tough. And I was like, yeah, maybe maybe we should stop this and you know start focusing on other stuff. Um, and I remember uh, my manager was like, I will find you something, just stay in Europe, stay in Europe, we will do something. And one day uh, he called Michele Rinaldi that um, he was a big person in my life mm-hmm. and one of the biggest person that helped me. Um, he told him like, I have a young driver, you know, you need to test it. Michele, at that time, he always did the Ferrari GT customer racing, you know, in GT3 and GTE. Um, and he was starting with the LMP3s, right? He was kind of oh, you know, yeah. uh, starting this this journey. And he was, I have a young kid, really fast, try him. And he was like, no, I have already drivers. I don't want any new guy on the team. And he was really pushing for it. Yeah. And I remember uh, one day he was completely like tired of my manager insisting. <laughs> and he said, you know what? We are testing next week. It was like something next week or in two weeks. We are testing in Portimao, doing a shootout for, you know, like we were five drivers going there and mm-hmm. the one then we choose one to do the last round of the twenty twenty season. Um well I went I went to that test. Mm-hmm. It was uh in October if I don't if I remember well. Um yeah, it, it was a good test for me. I instantly, you know, became really in one with the car. I was uh, really fast and in the end I, I won the seat, let's say, for the last race yeah. of Le Man's Cup season. So it was like Okay, this is my chance to kind of build something for next year, right? And to kind yeah. of restart my career. So I remember I went there. I did my first endurance race, uh, which was it's a two-hour race uh, with, with with one teammate. So it was a kind of driver chain thing. And we were super fast in testing, super fast in the race. We finished P five, but we could have finished. Uh, we could have won it, but we had a penalty. Uh, my teammate had a penalty for track limit, so kind of dropped back, and we have to go back uh, to the front. And, um, but it was, you know, it was awesome. I remember I, I had driven like, I don't know, 25 minutes races, 30 yeah. minutes races in f 3 something like this. And I remember I was in the car and I was like, okay, I have driven, you know, a lot. And I saw that yeah. I had to drive like an hour and 15 minutes. And when I saw, you know, the timer, I was only driven like 25 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> what? I have like another time to go. I was not used to that, this long time yeah. in the car, um, which it was fun. Um, and then... Yeah, I remember it was a, a nice experience. And from that moment on, uh, Michele was uh, really nice to me. He gave me lo- loads of opportunities. Uh, he he kind of uh, gave me the seat for the next year. We did the complete season in Le Mans Cup with uh, uh, with Alex Machul, with Rinaldi Racing. We were winning the championship in the last round. And in the last mandatory pit stop, uh, we had a problem with the starter, and the car didn't start, and we, lo- we lost the championship. Right. Like with Nothing. Fifteen minutes ago, so it was really heartbreaking. But um, yeah, it was a great season because with with a small team, we were fighting, you know, the big big yeah, teams and boys. big names like United, Cool Racing, and, and all these 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 big guys. And yeah, it was awesome. And Michele became like a, a a great, let's say, like a yeah, my mentor. You know, in kind of yeah. what he did for me it was really. I, I can never be grateful enough for that because he, he really did everything for me. Yeah. Um. And then uh, I remember for next season, it was 2022. And we have, a, there's a fun story there. A really <laughs> fun story. Do you want me to tell me? Go I, I love okay. the stories. So it was like before the last round of Le Mans Cup, and we went to... Uh, Michele called me like on a Wednesday or something like this, and he told me, OK, so Monday, Tuesday, I'm testing in Port car with the Ferrari GT. And um, come here, you are going to test it. Um, I was like really super happy, you know. And yeah. I kind of went there really happy, you know, with my helmet, everything, uh, kind of really looking forward to drive the car. And when I arrived there, um, there, there was a gentleman driver, Pierre Eretz, uh, who is a great friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the owner of the car and and he was testing there and i arrived and he was like we were talking in the morning before you know getting changed he was like what are you doing here and i was like something's not letting go." yeah like i'm supposed to drive your car and and i had this moment where i was like well uh, and michele brought his lmp3 cars there and and i was like uh, well uh, i'm testing the i'm helping michele with lmp3 cars that were some you know, new driver's testing and kind of give a reference. Yeah. But I think, he went, oh, that's that's great. And I, I remember I walk out from the from the trailer and I spoke to Nicole like, something's wrong here, right? Yeah. Because why is he asking? Yeah, I, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, kind of. And he was like, yeah, well, it's not easy for me to put you in the car. And I was like, I came to here, you know, to France, for Ricardo, oh, thinking God. I was driving. And, yeah, so well, now he, he kind of he was like, "Well, you put me so pressure, on me, blah blah oh. blah." So we we discuss a bit. Um, the funny story is, long story short, that um, at one point, on the next day, on Tuesday, I, I hadn't even drive the car. I was driving the P3 sometimes, kind of to do the reference. And, <laughs> yeah. And I remember, uh, Michele told me, "Okay, do some testing uh, with the P3 that we we were trying some stuff on the setup." And mm-hmm. when I jump out. I was uh, talking with my engineer about the changes we made and what I, I feel in the car, and and Pierre had his historic car, you know the 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 I think it was the Ferrari 430 that raced in the months. I don't remember what year, mm-hmm. but he was he brought his historic car and he went to drive with his historic car. So the GTE car was in the in the box, yeah. And he he came to the office and he was like now no get changed get changed <laughs> and i started changing completely you know putting my gear on my helmet blah blah and i jumped in the car uh um and i kind of didn't know like he was i was doing my silk belts you no know, he was putting everything i and i was like you know and he told me you have three laps <laughs> like to show what, what you can do yeah. three laps and i never jumped in the car and well it was so okay and uh, the funny thing also is that someone spun on the track and they put red flag so pierre was coming into the pit oh, so no. he would see like so he would see that i was sitting on his car and michele freaks out and he was like get out get out get out and i was like what i'm not going i'm not getting out of here you know i'm just going to drive it um i stayed there all the rinaldi guys made like a, a wall you know <laughs> uh, when, when this guy when, this when pierre stops, they made like a wall kind of not to see and they were like oh it's a short red flag yeah, you will be out soon and luckily it was a short red flag, it was like one or two minutes. Yeah. And they go all back out. Michele comes again and told me, like, you have three laps. Um he closed the doors and he was like telling me, Okay, start the engine. But I didn't knew how to start the yeah, engine. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Where do I touch here? <laughs> and one of the one of the mechanics had to come and you know kind of start it up for me. Yeah. So once it was on, I was like, Okay, first gear, go, clutch, it's fine. And I remember I just went really pushing like the that those three laps because it was, uh, it, it was my chance you know I knew yeah. I had to, kind of show something, um, well actually in the third lap I made a really 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 good time, um, and in, that was my my part of the vision right because I was really pushing like almost not knowing the car I was like mm-hmm. oh, I'm going out in soon and I couldn't crash the car, but in the mm-hmm. end I made this really good lap and I pitted in like by myself because I was like okay one more lap and maybe i will shunt the car <laughs> maybe something. it's in the, in the barrier <laughs> yeah yeah really probably um and then i came in and all the mechanics were like yay hugging me you know you did great blah, yeah. blah. um i went to pierre and
0: and he's thinking and wow i put a flyer overlap in there
1: <laughs> no and he was like i i was so you know so happy to drive that car and and to do well that i give him i have like thank you for Sharing your car with me, you know, yeah. giving that to, And he never did. Like it was a Michelle <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, kind of we we steal the car from him. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, you did great, you know. And he he went he went walking. And I was like, Well, the thing was that when he was driving his historic car, I overtook him on the track, right? Because I was going faster. So he peed in and he was like, Who's driving my car? You know, that was like right. the other story wh- while I was driving. And they were like, It's Nico, look, and he's going fast. Yeah, but what if he crashes the car? I ah, don't you know? Don't that's a worry. Be with so every track. <laughs> yeah, that was like yeah, don't that's a Bad. Like he's doing well. Blah, 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 And in the end, the story is that because of that, uh, of that risk we we took, um, Pierre gave me the chance, which I'm really uh, grateful. He put me in the car for LMS in 2022 with the right. GTE car to race with him, and also give me the chance uh, with with Christian Hook. Um, to race Le Mans in 2022, which was a dream for me. Imagine doing the full DLMS season in GTE and doing Le Mans was an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, thanks for that. Thankfully for that. Uh, to Michele, to Pierre and to Christian Hook, <laughs> I managed to get a seat again for 2022, which was the, you know, always is an uncertainty at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a, the funny story uh, of, of how cool I, I I got the seat. Yeah, it was pretty fun.
0: That is, i love when there's sort of like a non-conventional way in somebody get into the position that they are now i think that's so funny you just literally pushed your look to the limit i bet you were so confused in the car like oh my god i just
1: want to get out oh yeah i mean i was i didn't know how to start the car i tell you it was like okay they, they closed the doors and i was, like was like guys help me now what how, how do we start the car i mean and they came blah blah, blah blah okay okay it's running okay first gear go that's that's all i knew so yeah it was it was really fun and, and i didn't get time like to Put the steering wheel where I wanted, right? Because right. I right, yeah. This it it so and no, I was like this. I was like, oh. when I had to turn, like for example, you have a big, let's say, a big curving yeah. that you have to turn. It was like, yeah. you know, I need, I need to go forward. I couldn't put it more here. It was, That's yeah, so it was funny.
0: so fun. Yeah. So say that opportunity hadn't come around and you were sort of, you weren't able to find the seat. What do you think you would have gone and done if racing hadn't have come back into your life?
1: I mean, I don't know. I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question I, th- I thought about like starting maybe a studying a uh, career back home while while working on the you know in the family business and, yeah. and kind of doing more of a let's say yeah normal life back at Argentina and um, so yeah that w- that were my thoughts when I thought about okay stopping and, and coming back and, yeah. and kind of doing other stuff because I really was um, not pissed about racing but can be really cruel sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. luckily, luckily, you know, I I get the, my family and and my friends and a lot of people really support me to not give up because yeah. really honestly, were were really difficult times. And, and yeah, I'm proud now. I'm really happy that that I did. Now I did not give up because yeah. Now I'm 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 super privileged to the position where I'm today. I'm super happy. Yeah. Um. And yeah, all the all the stuff that that happened to me since uh, was something that even on my best dream, I I couldn't I couldn't yeah. even imagine it
0: so let's talk about the first time you sat in a prototype car obviously there's a huge shift from the single seaters to that thing they are literally like spaceships what -hmm. were your first thoughts when you sat in that were you like holy crap this is ridiculous
1: well it was actually um to be honest it looks like really different when you see it from the outside it's like wow look at this um for sure it had uh, from the, the formula cars i used to drive had more power um but honestly the the driving the driving style is is pretty similar you know you have a lot of downforce yeah you have a lot of downforce it's a bit more heavy yes Mm. but you get a lot of downforce so kind of you know the speed through the corners and and everything like that is it's kind of similar the way you drive it so i never felt like a wow like a huge right for sure um let's say uh you had to maybe the racing is different because you kind of yeah. need to manage maybe in a stint and you have more right. power. You need to manage really well the tires, you know, and, and kind of play with that. You know, you have traffic, so you, you need to understand how to deal with it. And mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing for me. But from a driving point of view, uh, for sure, you feel like you are close and you are like really, yeah. um, uh, like claustrophobic. Is okay yeah, yeah. it okay? Yeah, how you say? It? Yeah, so it feels different. But um, other than that, driving wise it was it was like it suited me great for my driving style and it was more like yeah so it was more like getting used to the traffic to the you know to these different things managing the tires yeah yeah managing the tires you know that I was always in single season like going full push every time and I was kind of okay you have to make this tire last for an hour and a half so you need to also take care of them while going fast so it was kind of a learning process but yeah, um, it was, I always love it since the first moment I jump in.
0: Yeah, so after that first race that you did, obviously you said you'd only really done 20, 25-minute kind of stints in them. How sore were you the day after?
1: Oh, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember that race because it was, honestly, I, I had, um, yeah, I mean, so kind of how everything came, we didn't have time to make a proper seat, you know, so I kind of make like a an insert. Yeah. Insert, there was like a little pad, you know, on the bottom. So I never had like a proper seat. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I was like, they were telling me, is this okay? And I felt okay because I was driving like in practice, like maybe seven. eight Yeah. No, and I was like five, seven, eight laps was fine, right? Yeah. But when I got to drive like one hour and a half or whatever it was, I don't remember. Well, <laughs> I remember I started like having a big pain on my on my low back. <laughs> oh my god, I jumped on the car and I was like this. I couldn't be straight. I was like Bent this. Over. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, the first thing I said is if I'm racing again next year. I would need a proper seat, please, because I was really, really <laughs> sore.
0: <laughs> yeah, so let's fast forward to last season. So 2023, you're driving for um, the team you are. You've got, you know, these great drivers around you. What would you say one of the biggest pieces of advice that they've given you? Because they've been driving for almost your lifetime.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, last year, if I have to put in the words, was incredible. I, I got yeah. the chance to drive with... With great drivers uh, in corvette you know with ben keating and Niki Katsur uh, yeah. really more experience a uh, lot more experience than me and in then in awa with anthony mantella and um, and wayne boyd and um, he's a great driver uh, also more 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 experience than me but he so it was a year where i jump onto the big scene let's say you know with with, with imsa and uh, kind yeah. of having a great season and some great results then the Corvette in WEC was like a big thing, you know, a lot of also was like kind of a, a big responsibility for me. Yeah. And um, so I kind of was a year where I learned a lot and luckily we won a lot, which is always nice. You know, the, the balance was great, really positive. But yeah, I learned a lot uh, from the driving side, you know, how to deal with with a lot of situations, not only on track, but off track. And, okay. you know, from, from from my teammates and how to deal with, you know, with some um, practice situations, setups, how you manage things and and everything so yeah it was a learning year but also a year where I got the chance to to be in the best cars and and kind of show uh, what I can do as a driver right
0: yeah and for a lot of people even just being at Le Mans driving at Le Mans is a dream but to actually win it I mean talk me through that kind of feeling
1: yeah I mean it's for me it was a really big week because kind of we started the year with Corvette, and everyone was talking about you know first winning the championship. That was the main goal, and trying mm. to win the championship. We have a great lineup, a great team. The car was great. We needed just to let's say put all the things together, and you know don't do anything silly. Hold your breath. <laughs> so yeah, um, and yeah, I remember uh, when since I started in free practice uh, the, the the week before, even in scrutineering that like they do this big thing you know in the city center, and. Um, you could feel a lot of people. You know, I think the, the, the tickets were sold out like one year before, like yeah. to that event. Uh, so it was a lot of people going there and you could feel the atmosphere. And it was the last race for, it was the centen- centenary anniversary and it was yep. the last race for the C8R, for the Corvette. So right. you could feel a lot of pressure, you know, kind yeah. of, you know, it's on your shoulders because we were the favourites or we were one of the favourites, let's say, yeah. to, to win the race. Would, you, as the would you say
0: you're like the kind of person that thrives under that pressure? Well, clearly, clearly you well. <laughs> are.
1: <laughs> I mean, for sure. Um, I always say two things. Like when I drove my first Le Mans in 22, mm. I was, let's say, uh, I was a new one. I mean, I never d- yeah. d- did it before. I never done a 24-hour race before in 2022. My mm. first race in 24 hour for Le Mans, but I didn't have the pressure because we were not the favorites. We were yeah. like kind of, you know, was one of thing. Um, which kind of I was more relaxed. But going into with Corvette in 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 23 was everyone everyone's eyes was on us like okay as the season started we have one of three races two races the other race we finished second so we were like honestly really strong so yeah when I arrived there it was like everyone in Corvette were talking about winning the championship but there was a big thing even more than the championship that it was Le Mans. you know trying to win the centenary race the last race for the C8R in Le Mans that never won before. Remember in twenty two they were winning and in the last two, three hours they crashed they were crashed by an L M P two. Right. And they were out. So their main goal was to win Le Mans. That's was why they yeah. were doing the season. So jump there, I could feel this atmosphere, you know, of of you know kind of pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um which was okay for me the first days until I remember I, I made a small mistake in free practice and pre practice one where I have I crashed the car in route Right. Uh, not big crash, but yeah it was a mistake and qualifying Excellent. was next yeah so that kind of um uh, you know was a, a silly mistake from my side which i was really really uh peace with myself you know really angry yeah Um uh, luckily we could the, the mechanics did a great job everyone they could fix it for qualifying and and we could reach it but honestly my, my confidence level went went really down two, right three, you know two days before the race so then i had to jump from free practice at night and kind of Build up all that that confidence that I have lost uh, during yeah. during that that week. Um, Do you have a so coach was, that
0: helps you through that?
1: No, I have I have a let's say um um psychologist from okay yeah from Argentina yeah but sports related. So he guided me since I'm 12 years old. Okay, uh, wow. Kind of uh, always helping me with the situation, and I really grew up uh, because of him. Um, and, yeah, I remember I talked to him. I sent him a message. For sure, he knew what happened, but, yeah. you know, kind of how to deal with it. And he was like, okay, change page, you know, go go to the next page. Just forget yeah. about it, which is really tough, you know. It, uh, it, but yeah. kind of he helped me through through it. And every session, every lap, I was gaining back confidence. And I remember by the race arrives, I was kind of the same. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, I remember we started the race. We went to lap down because we had an issue with – we one uh, front front right sp- spring was yeah i think what's front right um mm-hmm. and yeah then we kind of were one lap down and we need to catch up so the race started. I was in the car. Everyone was going out. It was a crazy race. and Luckily, I managed to stay on track. It was a really tough situation. One of the worst inside of a race car I was in. <laughs> and, yeah, and then, yeah, it was like a qualifying race for us. You know, every lap qualifying, putting the best, you know, yeah. trying to, to close the gap. And we were really fast also. And yeah, actually, we had some luck with, with some safety cars that we, we made us closer. Um, then, you know, we had a great pace and we were qualifying uh throughout the race and one of the really big things that made us wonder that race was um we didn't change brakes uh, every, right. in during 24 hours everyone changes brakes because okay. they are not they are not lasting and just to you know close that time we just say okay we will send it without changing brakes and uh, it really worked for us okay. uh, that shows the, the capability of the car also yeah, because, definitely. Uh, yeah none of other cars i think and uh, they could do the 24 hours without changing brakes so yeah, yeah it was great for us um and yeah after that kind of every stint I was doing I was gaining more confidence in the car um and and you know by by the end of the race for me the highlight uh, not only winning but as a personal side we did I managed to do the fastest lap of the race which is wow uh, one of a, you know for a drivers everyone tries to do it yeah. like it's something yeah you know it's something like uh, you are you're a team but you always strive you want to be the fastest and oh, you want yeah. to be the best um and yeah that was kind of you know the two sides you know start the weekend like crashing the car with no confidence really like yeah. lower and finishing like that winning the race and and uh, and with the fastest lap was uh, like a huge achievement for me of how I managed the situation during the week
0: yeah it's like the ultimate comeback story
1: <laughs> yeah actually actually <laughs> it was. and then like to win the Mans, uh, I feel like at that moment I was tired I didn't sleep and <laughs> I remember being on the top step and the whole crowd, you know, it was a full straight, like full of people, you know, crowded, everyone was there and even you have T1 and there was still full of people and I have that image, you know, in my head, you know, in my mind, like I remember that watching that straight full of people with, you know, the flags and everything and they were all cheering for us and it was like, whoa, I I, did I just won them once, you know, and and, and it was, (laughs) yeah, and it was kind of, I knew what happened but I think every day that passes you know like I'm I'm, you know it's been let's say six months or seven months from it but I'm still like every day realizing it was it was something big
0: it was real and it wasn't a dream (laughs) yeah yeah what's your favorite stint to do when you're doing the driving do you prefer to be one of the first ones out there or are you more of like a stay in the middle kind of or do you prefer the end stint um it depends I really
1: yeah it doesn't bother me I, I really like uh, honestly I really like driving on the night and uh, mm-hmm. for me I don't know the first time I dreamed in the night I was scared totally because it was like <laughs> wow everything happened so fast and the lights and everything I was like I don't want to drive at night but <laughs> once you get the feeling of you know that rhythm of driving at night uh, I don't know there's something with the night the lights you know you can see sometimes you can see like people you know taking photos or the photographer yeah. you can see the flashes and I don't know. It's something special about it that I, I like it. Um, I, I, I love driving at night. Um, and then for sure, uh, for me to finish a race, and um, more of these long races is special, right? Like yeah, all the all the responsibility, and you have to go for it if you are fighting. Uh, I think it's it's really let's say, uh, it's good because it means like the whole team has the confidence in you to do the final job. You know, I like oh, kind yeah. of to wrap it. Yeah. So I think that's a, also a, a cool cool a cool thing to have.
0: So I quickly asked some of my followers to send in some questions to ask you. Um. So let's get into it.
1: Okay. Perfect.
0: Somebody asked, I... "What time do you like to do the best?" So daytime, nighttime. I'm assuming it's the nighttime.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Nighttime is. I think it's yeah.
0: Somebody has asked, "How exhausting is each stint in a twenty four hour race that you do as individuals?"
1: Uh, well, it's um, it's really tough. Honestly, I feel like. Uh, for example, recently we've done Daytona 24, <laughs> just, just this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's it's really tough um, because we start, for example, the race starts is at 1 p.m., Yeah, but we have already like meetings and all this stuff that we have to course, do yeah. at 9 a.m. on track. So you have to wake up like 7.30, you know, you take a shower and you have breakfast, you go to the track, 9 a.m. you're already having meetings, so in the end, it's not like you wake up at 11, you know, or whatever, yeah. and you just chill and then you go race. You know, you have a lot of things to do and, and you arrive exhausted from days before of long days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe the start of the race, you feel great. But suddenly when 7 p.m., 8 p.m. starts to, you know, to 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 arrive from the Saturday, you are kind of oh, I'm getting a bit sleepy, but I have to, you know, stay awake because I have to jump in one hour. And then you finish your, you know, I did a triple stint the other day in Daytona. And, and I kind of went straight to the motorhome, have a shower, try to <laughs> sleep. But it's not really easy. I yeah. struggle to sleep uh, because you have the sounds and, the, you know, the adrenaline going on. I managed to sleep like, I don't know, two hours and then back in. So, wow. yeah, once you kind of start having this uh, non-sleeping, uh, you know, uh, issues start to get tougher you know every time it's getting tougher 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 until the race finishes that you just want to go and have a shower and sleep for a whole day
0: in the preparation for the 24-hour races do you ever just pull an all-nighter where you just don't sleep on like certain days running up to it so you can be ready for it
1: well, that's something I don't know if other drivers do. Okay. I, I honestly, I I prefer to sleep and try to yeah, be <laughs> ready enough. for the race. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, um, because I know like then I I struggle to sleep. You know, every time during the race. So, yeah, no, I I just train physically a lot. You know, in the in the gym hmm. and uh, with my trainer. I I love doing karting also. Like I, it's something I I I kind of do a lot. And um, the last few months, uh, kind of to be ready in shape. Uh, and honestly, I have to say, kind of I feel like. For this race, uh, having a lot of training in karting uh, prepared me really well. I was, okay. I felt better physically than, than other races. So, yeah, that was a, a good, uh, let's say, uh, form of, of training that yeah. I implemented like, a few months ago and it was great. Um, but, yeah, honestly, I, I don't really try to, to, try to stay, you know, <laughs> uh, awake or whatever. Just go to sleep and, yeah, the normal life.
0: So on the flip side of the enjoyable types of training somebody has asked what is the harder hardest part of preparing for a 24 hour race
1: uh, I feel like um you know going yeah going to the gym you know doing doing cardio when you're or, or your legs start hurting and you're running for a long time all this stuff yeah is where I I really let's say it's not something that I enjoy <laughs> but I do it because you know I, we need to be to be fit and ready But yeah, I feel like uh, I love the karting training. That's I I do it for fun also. It's really, for me, it's driving. So it's kind of perfect. I love this. But uh, yeah, sometimes when you have to go to the gym and you're tired and stuff, it kind of gets a little bit uh, not enjoyable.
0: Daytona has just been and gone. That was the first Daytona race that I've ever watched. Um, And it was amazing. I am fully hooked and invested in the entire season now. I'm just going to be there always it was just so magical to watch it like watching you guys driving around as the sun was setting it was a bit like got chills almost i was like this is amazing um what would you say is the best way for somebody to learn about this kind of racing because it can get quite complicated especially when people start losing laps and then the back up again and it's a bit it can be a bit confusing
1: yeah i mean honestly that's a really good question. I think you choose one of the best races to watch because like Tona is, you know, the kind of the first race of the year and it's always, uh, there's a lot of hype mm. starting the year, you know, with such a big event and the night, the banking, everything is so cool. Oh, it was um, I feel like to understand this type of race, it's not like normal races that you just yeah. put on the TV and you, oh, they are fighting for the leave or whatever and you don't know anything. You have different categories and mm-hmm. kind of to understand it, you need to, Get a little bit into it, okay. What series is this? Okay, IMSA, yeah. okay. There are like four classes: there's GTD, GTD Pro, LMP2, and LMDH, and you kind of start understanding the the regulation with which, to be honest, even for me, when I started endurance racing, I was a bit like, what is this? You know, I was racing, yeah. but I didn't understand some of the stuff that were happening. How can you recover labs, you know, during full course yellow? How they they they, they work. and yeah. um, there's a lot of stuff that is not easy to, to yeah. understand, <clears throat> but once you you get into it and you kind of uh there should be some maybe some pages you know on instagram these days yeah. to kind of explain it better there are some videos also in in, in youtube that i saw that they explain really good names uh, a competition or even mm-hmm. WEC or whatever and once you understand it and you say okay this is happening right now they if yeah. there's now a yellow they can recover a lap and they can fit in and then it's when you say okay this is awesome you know like yeah once you get it in it you really appreciate it and you uh, kind of uh, start enjoying it more because sometimes you are watching something and say I don't know what's going on. I would just you know it's just boring. But yeah. once you kind of understand all these little details, that is not so hard. But there are some that you say, whoa, I never heard of this before. Uh, it gets quite exciting and you really uh, enjoy it much more.
0: Yeah, I think I found as well. Obviously, the commentators were really accommodating this year. Um, I think they there was like it was like the biggest crowd that they've ever had there, wasn't it this weekend? So I think I think so. Yeah I, I think, think so. they were it was kind of they were very much helping to those new viewers which was really great and also the app was really helpful as well like you understood who was in what car what number they were driving for when they were driving it was very helpful so from a viewer's point of view never watching it before I would definitely say the app and just do a bit of research while you're watching as well like literally 24 hours of it you're not gonna miss out it's fine.
1: No no sure <laughs> sure I mean today you have like kind of you know the app these there's a lot of of little links that you have to understand yeah. it also as i told you i saw some summaries on youtube like kind of yeah. i watch it sometimes see is this really you know true that i want to see and actually they are so if you yeah. look like how to get or how to understand imsa or whatever imsa you know 2024 they really help you uh eh, not a long video like seven minutes or eight minutes yeah. like how to everything is done and it's quite simple but um yeah actually it's not an easy thing to understand like oh right away you need to understand really some yeah. rules and this stuff but uh, yeah it's honestly really cool and you see always in IMSA like the race is like this this Sunday it was like done like you 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 didn't know who was winning until the last I don't know oh it was, last unbelievable. It was yeah. yeah it was like they were fighting you know the Cadillac and the and the um, and the Porsche and in every class they were fighting they were pretty close so yeah it's really it's really cool to be honest
0: yeah, and obviously the weekend didn't quite work out the way you guys wanted it to. How are you taking that into account, and then putting that into the rest of the season to make sure you come back stronger?
1: Well, actually, uh, for us it was a really tough weekend. Talking yeah. about uh, our car, um, we started, you know, uh, this year with the new Corvette CO6 GT3R, um, so it's a new a new car from Corvette GT3. Uh, they were used to running GTE cars, yeah, and um, so it's a whole new car that. They had made a lot of testing in it. Like, um, I don't remember now the number, but it was like, I don't know if 20,000 kilometers or whatever like this uh-huh. was just crazy. But it's still a new car, right? And once you, yeah. you know, they have customer teams, they have two factory cars, they have two customer teams. And and it's kind of difficult always when you put it on track to see what's going to happen. We have some issues, Yeah. but it's nothing strange. The car is great. The car was really fast during all yeah. week. The thing is that once you put it on track, and you are racing with each with each other for I don't know 24 hours. There's always some little stuff that you will find awesome. out.